Thank you for listening to How It Ends. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash howitendsstudio. Our tiers start at $1 and all patrons receive early access, ad-free episodes, digital downloads, access to polls, and more. Physical rewards start at $6 and feature exclusive patron-only merch and other perks. You can also visit us at howitendspodcast.com to shop in our merch store or to join our Discord server, where you can chat with us and other fans of the show. It's the only place you'll find exclusive whispers from Micah, Elia, Devin, and Amy. Please enjoy the show. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy night? 1920s. New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. That feeling when you hear someone call your name and you turn, but no one's there and a shiver runs down your spine. When something moves just out of vision and it sets in, the sense that someone or something is watching you. Do you know that feeling? Good. It means you're paying attention. I'm Micah Jones. My friends and I started this podcast to explore my dreams and nightmares and to help me finally deal with my dad's death, even after all this time. Instead, we stumbled onto something much darker, something we were never meant to find out. My dreams aren't just dreams. They're memories. Warnings. I should have paid closer attention. And my dad, he's at the center of it all. The How It Ends podcast is no longer releasing in real time. We can't. It isn't safe. But if you're just finding us, start at the beginning. Thank you for listening. The events that are about to unfold occurred between March 20. And March 23, 2020. Hey, Amy, uh, you've been quiet for a while. Kind of a long while. You okay? I know that was... I don't even know what the fuck that was. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I we, just, we just had to get out of there. We've kind of been driving for a long time, Mel. Where are we even going? I don't know. I just... Drove north? Does it does it matter? No, not really. I'm just mostly curious. Amy? Yeah. Are you all right? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I know. A dumb question. It's... No, no, it's not. I'm just... I mean... Well, I wanted an explanation, and I guess I got it. At least 
some of it, but um, I don't know. I just can't process it. it. Really doesn't seem real. I mean, should I believe him? He's my brother, but he's also kind of a stranger. No, that was a fucking lot, and you should absolutely be questioning it. You know, it's borderline unbelievable. I mean, obviously something like that could happen, but what are the odds, really? It, it seems like one of those elaborate stories that people make up just to get out of, you know, owning up to doing something really shitty. I don't know. I don't think it's so far outside the realm of possibility. He laid out a story about a secret society with rituals and shit. You you don't think that's outside the realm of possibility? <laughs> well, I think when broken down like that, yeah, I agree it sounds insane, but I'm just trying to take in everything, you know, like everything. What does Brendan stand to gain for lying and lying this big? There were so many details in that story. You know, usually that would be a red flag, right? You know, the more details in a story, the more far-fetched it probably is. But but this, you know, were you watching him as he was telling us? Because I was. I I just I watched his hands, you know, his knuckles were white. And he kept squeezing his hands into fists and 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 whenever he would release his grip, they would just shake. I don't know, I haven't seen Brendan in a long time, even longer than you, Amy, but everything I remember about him is how comfortable he is in his own skin. You know, stands tall, straight, you know, always meets your eyes. He's just very, very present. And when he was telling that story, every trace of that Brendan vanished. I mean, he looked like a little kid, a terrified little kid. And then there's what he said. You know, uh, the story is intense and the implications of it, uh, if it's true, you know, what that would mean for him and what it says about your parents, all those people that were there with them. It, but most of all, like what it means for you, Amy, I, I just can't see a world where Brendan, even though he's been absent all this time, would come back and tell you a story like that that could be devastating just for the, the hell of it. So, you know, we left in a hurry, uh, which, which means we didn't really talk. I, I think we need to talk about the last thing he said. Mike, I don't think... Elliot, I, I respect that you want to be protective right now, but it, it's up to Amy. Um... What did he say last? Everything is blurring together. He said that he thought you were made to forget. I th I think that he was saying... Yeah, that I know what he meant. Well, okay. Can we talk about that? Yeah, okay. You don't remember the party for the most part, right? Yeah, like I said when we were all talking, um, some parts I vaguely remember. Some I didn't have any memory of until Brendan mentioned them. Most of it nothing like he was telling me it happened and i was there but it's just blank right and he said when they took him his legs felt like lead and it was hard for him to move his arms yeah he said he hit his head yeah he did i'm just not sure that hitting your head has those exact side effects what are you trying to say micah i'm not trying to say anything i just think that there are a lot of similarities here Similarities to what? To me. 
we are both missing time under very strange circumstances. <laughs> no. Wait, what? How? No, this story was about Brendan, not me. I, I was just also there. It was his birthday. He got kidnapped and taken to a weird basement where my parents supposedly forced him into some ritual. So what? No, that makes no sense, Micah. Well, it didn't make sense to me that I was gone for hours that day in the park. Okay. Amy, you can't remember most of an entire day. So? There are lots of days I don't remember. You can't sit there and tell me you have a perfect recollection of every day you've ever lived. That isn't what I'm saying. Then what is it? Please, just, just spit it out. I think you were drugged. Brendan said when you got home from that awkward dinner, your mom wanted the both of you to have tea with her before going to bed. Do you remember doing that? No, I, I don't think so. And that night, you slept through several people coming into your, your house, going into Brendan's room, which is right next to yours, and dragging him out of bed. He said he slammed his head on the floor when they pulled him by his legs. She was asleep, okay, after a really long, exhausting, weird day, and... and yeah, okay, it was the next room over, but didn't you have, like, a really big house? It's, yeah, sort of, and it would be a great explanation for why she didn't wake up if we didn't know that the walls in Amy's house are incredibly thin. Amy, we had so many sleepovers at your place when we were kids. Remember how we used to stay up as late as we could sometimes to see if Brendan would sneak out with his friends? You know, we could always hear him moving around in his room, and we would count the number of footsteps it took for him to get out of bed and walk to the hallway. I don't know why, but I still remember that it took him 18 steps to get to the top of the stairs. And sometimes when we were a little bit older, he would ask us to cover for him, remember? So we would listen to see if your parents were awake and moving around. And if they were, one of us would tiptoe into his room and lay in his bed and just to like make it look like someone was in there in case your dad ever came to check. Micah, I can't. I know. Trust me. I get it. But... I, I think we just, we have to face this, you know, say what it is. We can go slow. I, I don't want to push you into something you're not ready for. So obviously it's at your pace. But when we do, we have to look at the information we're being given. <laughs> Isn't that what you said to me? I mean, you know, what you all said to me? I don't feel great about this idea that something like this happened to me either. But if we're going to try to piece together what's going on, we have to at least consider every option. I don't think Brendan would say that to you if it wasn't true. All right, but if they both drank tea with their mom, why is Amy the only one who can't remember anything? You know, Brendan's mind is clear. I think it was already poured. But you said you didn't remember having the tea with her. Oh, I think I might. I think I remember walking into the kitchen and seeing cups at the counter. And, and Brendan was already there, drinking from his. Okay, still, why does he have memories from that night and you don't? They needed him to be able to wake up. To participate. And I was never supposed to know. <sighs> okay, uh, so I really don't know where I'm going anymore, and I think we just passed a sign that said Amherst, so... I'm going to turn around and start heading back. I don't think I'm really ready to go back yet. Yeah, I figured. Um, what if we just stop somewhere to get a quick bite to eat, get a drink? You know, I'm I'm driving, so if you want to catch a buzz, blow off some steam. Honestly, or... I'm feeling pretty sick to my stomach. That's because you only had coffee today. Your stomach's probably churning. 
Uh, you know what? Getting something to eat isn't really a bad idea. Okay, cool. Um, I'll just get us back into Providence, and, and we can find somewhere to go from there. And then whenever you're ready, Amy, that's when we'll go back to the apartment. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm going to say something, and it's probably going to piss you off, but you need to hear me out, okay? What now? Micah, can this wait? It can't. But... <laughs> Elliot, please. Um, I think Brendan may have had a good reason to leave and to stay away for so long. Are you fucking serious right now? Micah, what the hell? Amy, I think he was protecting you. How? From From what? Our parents? If they actually did this to him, then how could leaving me alone with them make me safer? He said that they told him not to tell anyone, right? Not even you? Especially not you? Those were his exact words. And? I guess what I mean is, Brendan was always your protector. <laughs> he arguably maybe even raised you better than Gail and Simon. You know, he wouldn't have left you there if he thought the alternative was worse. How could taking me with him have been worse? That's a question for him. I don't know, maybe they threatened him, or someone was after him, or they would send someone after him if he took you. We don't know. You know, he's only gotten part of his story out. Also, he was a 20-year-old guy trying to escape a very weird and scary situation, and you were still in high school. What was he supposed to do? Okay, fine. But why this long? I'm not a kid anymore, and neither is he. You're right. And again, that's another question only he can answer. I'm not trying to convince you to just forgive him or forget what he did. Definitely not. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, piece all this together. And I, ca I can only do that by seeing his perspective and yours. Like I said, I've been watching him since he showed up, you know, all through that conversation. There's a real pain there, Amy. I can see it when he looks at you. At the very least, I can tell that it hurts him to know how much he hurt you. And while it doesn't answer any of our questions, nor does it excuse choices that he made, it's clear that he came back for the same reasons that he left. To keep you safe. Listen, uh, all we can do is take the information people give us and try to make sense of it. At some point, we have to decide who we can trust. Um, what are you, are you, are you still talking about Brendan, or? Uh, I, I think Luke may not be telling us everything he knows. What do you mean? Well, you know, I, I told you guys how I called John Buckley on my way to New Jersey. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, he called me back not too long ago. I didn't hear my phone, so I, I didn't talk to him, but he left me a voicemail. Well, what'd he say? And, uh, well... John said he thinks that I'm searching for something. He actually suspects that we're looking into my dad's accident and he wants to help. You know, he started the, the voicemail by telling me a story about something strange that happened to my dad before he died. And I don't know, something that my dad made him promise to keep a secret or what was it? Um, well, he said that my dad like took a walk or a hike. And when he got back to his truck, his tires were all slashed. And when he went to go okay, look at them, Luke, what did he have to say about Luke? Okay, I, was, I was getting to it, but all right. Uh, well, so he tells me the story and then he went to hang up. And then like almost as an afterthought, he said that Luke called him. What? 
And how do you even get his number? I, I don't, actually, I have no idea. Um, John said that Luke was asking questions about my dad, that he told him he was working on a project for my mom's birthday. And I guess they talked for a little while. But then after John and I spoke on the phone, he sort of figured out that or he assumed that Luke was full of shit. Did you ever call John back? So I haven't actually gotten the nerve to do it yet. Um, I don't really know how to tell him like what we're doing like where would I even start and and you know now that Luke is here you know maybe I I won't have to confront him maybe he'll I don't know maybe he'll say something yeah he's got a lot of stuff he needs to say is this where we're going uh oh yeah uh after you this place is cool where's the host Oh, no, it's all seat yourself, you know, German beer garden style, so all the tables are communal. We can do bar or, or one of the tables. Let's get a table. Great. There's an empty one in that far corner over there. Let's go snatch it so we don't have to sit with anyone. So what's good here? Well, the menu changes semi-regularly. It, I don't think I've had any of this. You pretty much can't go wrong, though. The muscles sound good. Um, maybe we should just get a few things to share. It might save some time. Works for me. Is that the drink menu? Yeah, and uh, the draft beers are up on that board over there. Actually, you know what? What do you want to drink? I'll just go up, order some food, if, if you're both cool with that. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, yeah, I I can't even focus right now. Um, What's up there? Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll get my regular pail. I'll take the sour. All right, got it. I'll be back. So are you going to ask Luke about John when we get back? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, but I, I think I, I want to let him do some talking first, you know, before I kind of offer up any information. You know, maybe he'll just tell me on his own. Right, yeah. Give him less of a chance to make something up. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what do you think you're going to do uh, when you get back? It seemed like Brendan had a little bit more Hi, to... um, sorry. Is it cool if we sit at your table? Everything else is full. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Let me move my bag. Thanks. Once again, so sorry to intrude. No, no, you're fine. It's community seating. Uh, I'm Rena. This is my partner, Valen. Hey, what's good, y'all? Uh, I'm Micah. That's Amy and our friend, Elia. She's coming. She no, wants to order. this place is so nice and the food is so good. But every time I come here, I feel like I'm at the freaking Olive Garden because of these buzzers. You know what they say. When you hear your family, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Uh, Elia, this is Valen and Rena. Frail, though. I thought the same thing when we ordered. This is our first time here. Yeah, that's cool. I this, It's a great place. The sour is really good. How's yours, Micah? Uh, I get the same thing most of the time, so I don't have to be disappointed. So I kind of like it. Yeah, that's just Micah's way of saying she's boring when it comes to... You know to- what? <laughs> I would like for you to be nice, please. (laughs) Ignore them. Are you both new to Providence, or are you just trying out a new spot? Uh, A little of both, actually. Uh, We moved here in the middle of December last year. We've tried a few places, but we haven't had much time to explore yet. But are are you all from here? 
Oh, well, technically, I don't live here. Yeah, she doesn't live here yet. <laughs> yet? I'm <laughs> thinking of moving to Providence soon. I'm here a lot because of these two. Uh, yeah, I'm a transplant too, but I've been here since college, so practically forever. And I'm Rhode Island born, Rhode Island bred, and when I die, I'll be Rhode Island dead. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie is a lifer, but uh, Providence is a little like Hotel California, uh, if you know what I mean. I didn't expect to be here this long, and here I am, so. Well, it's the best. Why would you want to go anywhere else? I got offered a job here, and, you know, so far it's been pretty good. I guess we'll see about it. I like it here so far. We didn't live together before, and now we do. That's that's good enough for me. Okay, well, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Living together is a big deal. We've only been dating for a year or so. Yeah, I mean, I've got a few friends who moved in after a few months, so I don't... Yeah, friends, it's her. You don't have to cover it up, Al. You like to move fast. Shut <laughs> up. Listen, I get it. My job change made the decision for us, but I'm not complaining. How did you two meet? Oh, um, we were sort of... Our food is up. Be right back. Great, thanks. Oh, ours too. I ordered a lot. I'm definitely going to need a hand. Of course you did. All right, I'll go. I'll help. Elias, sit. We can get it. Cool with me. Okay, my curiosity is getting the better of me. What is that thing? What's what? Oh, shit. Um... (laughs) At the expense of sounding like a real creep, it's a voice recorder? Oh, uh, four? So, Micah has a podcast. Well, we all have a podcast, but it's mostly Micah. We help, though. You know, me and Amy and uh, our friend Devin, too. Uh, he's he's not here right now. I, I see that, yeah. So, what's it about? It's kind of a long story, and... We're actually, you know what? We don't need to be recording right now. We were having a discussion in the car and it carried over to here, but I'll stop and, and I'll erase everything. You know, I, I don't want you to be uncomfortable. And uh, we, we weren't talking about anything important anyway, so it's fine. No, no, don't be sorry. I was just curious. I know you said it was a long story, but could you tell me the name? I'll give it a shot. I, I listen to podcasts all the time. Uh, yeah, so it's called How It Ends, but it's, it's Oh, sort of... shit, we were recording. I'm so sorry, I forgot. We should have shut it off when we sat down. No, but like... no, Ellie already explained. It's fine as long as uh, Ronald's cool with it. What's going on now? They have a podcast, and they were recording before we got here. I told Elia I'm okay with it as long as you are. Mm, fine by me. No, no, we're not going to record ourselves eating. That would be gross, and I'll, I'll shut it off. El, can you pass me a napkin? Uh, we got, we got, we gotta go. What? Why? We just, we just sat down. Listen, like we don't care about the recording. It's isn't like you're gonna use this for your show anyway. Seriously, no, it's okay. No, no, we we have to go. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude, but uh, Amy, Mike, I think Kieran is here, and I, I'm pretty sure I just saw him walk towards the counter. I, I really don't want to run into him, so we we gotta go. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'll get to go boxes. He doesn't know me. You just go to the car. Okay. Um, sorry, again, I know this makes me look like such a fucking weirdo, but there's some guy here I'm really not comfortable running into, and and again, don't mean to be rude, super nice meeting both of you. Nah, it's all good. We get it. Yeah, it was was nice meeting you too. Again, yeah, okay, thanks, sorry. Um, uh, Mike, are you coming? Uh, Well, Kieran doesn't know me either. I I could probably stay and help Amy carry these to the car. No, I'll just ask for a bag. Both of you go. I got it. Are you sure? Yeah, I'll be right there. Uh, 
Okay, um, Rena, give me your number. I, I've been new here before, and it can be kind of hard at first. So uh, maybe I can be some sort of welcome wagon for the both of you one of these days, you know, when we're not running from uh, some creep that Elia knows. Oh, sure. It's uh, 609. I'll have to check out your podcast. Uh, got it. Um, I'll text you. Awesome meeting you both. Welcome to Providence. It's weird. Did they text you back? I just tried, Elia. Nothing yet. Where could they have gone? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, man. Well, if you got stuff to do, you know, Luke and I can... It's probably in your best interest to wait it out. If they get back here and you've already bounced, it's, it's not going to be a good look. Listen, Devin, I feel like I need to speak my piece. I've been holding it a lot for so long, and... Not because I wanted to. I'm going to stop you right there. You've waited this long, and you've got one shot. Don't fuck it up. Wait till they get back. That's what you said, right? You wanted us all to be here? Right. I do apologize, though. I'll say the same to them when they get back, but since we might all be here for a while, the three of us... I just want to say that at least. I'm sorry. I really did just want to help. Okay. Yeah, maybe I will have one of those beers. Actually, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, I could eat. Yeah, same. Let's take a walk and grab something to eat. Maybe they'll be back by the time we're done. We can go somewhere else if you don't want to. Like I said, I think it's a bad idea for you to split off right now. This is awkward as hell, though. What are we going to do? Just stare at each other? I do not care what you do. We can eat in silence or talk about the fucking weather like this situation isn't happening. Either way, you're not going anywhere. Hey, buddy. You know, I have a friend for you to meet. Once he gets settled in a bit more upstairs, you know, we'll uh, set up a meet and greet for you. So, uh, how long have you been friends with Mike and Elia? Yeah, I know how you guys met. It was when you moved in. Yeah, heard that on the podcast, did you? <laughs> I seem to remember us talking about that and airing it. No, well, yes, but no. I mean, yes. I know you did put that out there, but Mike actually told me when we were hanging out a lot. When you were sneaking around and shit, right? Uh, again, yes and no. Hmm. Anyway... It's been a long while, about uh, six years or so. Feels like longer. From the sound of the podcast, at least what I've heard of it, y'all are thick as thieves. We are. They're like family. That is to say, I don't particularly like it when people fuck with them, right? I get it. Goose is my sister. There's no one in the world I care about more than her. Trust me. 
You know, I actually believe you. But I'm not the one you'll need to convince. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourselves? I mean, it's true. We don't know how long we're going to be sitting here. So we might as well, you know, get to know each other a bit. Okay. What do you want to know? (laughs) Yeah, with you, a lot of the stuff we need to talk about is wrapped up in your family. You were a sports star, weren't you? Both you and Amy. Yeah. Our dad made us sign up for basically everything until he could suss out what we were good at. He was, is, controlling like that. I tried Little League, rec basketball, soccer, you name it. I played it. The only thing that really stuck was football. I started as a peewee and Pop Warner and just kind of kept it going through high school and even into college. Amy was a soccer star, right? That's what Micah said. Yeah, she was. She was fucking amazing to watch. She went to a different high school than I did because she was good enough to play for their team. That school didn't have a football program anyways. But you were still really close, right? I know Elliot called this out earlier, but for two people who spent a lot of time on the road together, y'all really don't seem to know that much about each other. That's mostly on me. Sure is. (laughs) What do you want from me? I don't know, man. Like, some honesty? When I showed up, I put it all out there, and you... You just didn't. Listen, I... Well, here's your chance, Brendan. I'll say it. You're a fucking cagey dude. And really, I don't love it. Clearly, Luke doesn't either. Seems to me it's gone on long enough, and... It's not going to get you anywhere with anyone, especially not Amy. I suppose you're right. On with it, then. Okay, yeah. Um, Amy and I were always close, right from the beginning. It surprised no one more than me, to be honest. I remember finding out that I was going to have a baby sister, and yeah, I was a boy, so I was bummed out. (laughs) I wanted a brother. I wanted someone to knock around and mess with. I thought that because I got a sister, I would just instantly hate her. (laughs) I was four, so my logic wasn't exactly sound. But I don't know. As she got older, she was just cool. I really liked hanging out with her. Shit. She became someone who would knock me around. We just had a lot of fun. Micah and I were close, too. We lived down the street from the Joneses, and I feel like the two of them just, like, started hanging out pretty early on. She was good at shit. Just not a sports kid. Seriously. Don't make Micah do any sports things. It's not safe. (laughs) Yes. Of that, I am aware. They were inseparable for a long time. And I was sort of left to look after them because my parents were off doing fucking God knows what. And, uh, yeah, I was their de facto babysitter. Um, Not that they ever really needed it, though. So you were around when Nolan died? Yeah, I remember some of that. Mostly that Micah spent a lot of time at our house after the accident. 
Ava was on her own in more ways than one. What do you remember from back then? Hey, Luke, I said we're not going to get into any of this right now. The three of them need to be here. They need to hear it. Right. Sorry, really. I was just following the conversation. I could say this. I remember knowing very clearly that his death left a mark on the town. You know, Amy said something to that effect before. But Nolan was well-known, well-liked. Yeah, but it was more than that. He was like the unofficial mayor. Nolan grew up in Somerville, went off to college, and then came back. But not in that, like, TV show sad way, like the guy who peaked in high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. In retrospect, it feels very local boy made good. Like he came back to his hometown because he loved it so much and just wanted to do something good for it. I don't know. I feel like I'm waxing philosophical about someone I didn't know all that well. But that's the effect he had on people. He was impossible to dislike. And people didn't just like him. They loved him. And I was old enough to notice how much his death wrecked Micah. I've heard Micah, Amy, and now you say that. Everyone loved Nolan. And in no way would I ever suggest that he was unworthy of the praise, but I've always wondered, was it something he did? I mean, he died really young. He was 33. In some ways, that's hardly enough time to leave a legacy as large as the one he seems to have left. Hey, I'm not really the authority on him or anything. I've heard stories. I was around him a lot. What do you mean by stories? I could probably jump in here. Uh, I mean, Micah opened up to me a bit. She told me about him. I thought you didn't know much about Nolan. That's what you said to John when you called him. Wait, wait a fucking second. Which John? John Buckley? Nolan's friend? Yeah. You called John? I did. And I'll fess up to that too. But we're waiting on that stuff. Remember? Right. Okay. Micah talked about Nolan when we hung out. She told me a lot about him. I find that really hard to believe. She's been one of my best friends for years, and even I don't know that much. She's always avoided the subject. Why would she suddenly talk to you about it and not me or Elia? I don't know. Maybe it was the timing. She was pretty convinced that what we were looking into was connected to Nolan. Maybe it was just... Maybe it just opened the floodgates, so to speak. I don't think it was anything about me. I think she would have told you, too. Sure. Anyway, she mostly told me things other people had told her about him. She said that he helped anyone and everyone. He volunteered at local events and organizations. That he was a good student and a good athlete, but also really involved in clubs in high school. She told me one time someone stopped her and Ava on the street and went on and on about Nolan. 
Ava had never seen this person before and had no idea or who he was or how Nolan knew him. Like I said, that the man kept saying what a loss it was, how Nolan could have had so much influence if he just accepted. That's fucking weird. Yeah. And Micah said that Ava was not having it, and the guy was sort of fumbling over his words after she called him out on it. He said he was just saddened to see the wasted potential, that he should have run for office and lamented a political career that Nolan never had. That's tacky. Yeah, it is. <laughs> People say the strangest shit when someone dies. But Micah never told any of this to us. I mean, I wonder what Elia knows. She was in contact with Ava for a long while. Yeah, I remember. That didn't go over very well. Was that the day of the argument in the coffee shop? Yes. The day you threatened Elia? I didn't threaten her. I told you. Gonna stop you again. Wasn't you me this time. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, the sense I got was that Nolan was generally a great guy, and since Somerville was a small town, it was easy to discover that fact. Yeah. You know, we're sort of off topic. Uh, Brendan, you, we were talking about you. Hey, I'm good with being out of the hot seat. Let Luke take a turn. Or you can. That's so? Only a suggestion. Hmm. It's fine. What do you want to know? Well, you disappeared before any of us got the chance to know much of anything. I only know that you ran into us in Salem. You occupied a lot of Micah's time. The coffee shop happened, and then you bounced. So the world is your oyster, man. Um, well, you know I dated Amy, and... And that you're friends with Mark's son, Tim. Uh, yeah. I heard Amy tell you that. That's right. I mean, I could talk about that a bit, but doesn't that cross over into we need to wait conversation? Some of it does, and you're smart enough to know what parts of it to avoid. Just getting a little tired of doing this dance. Like I said, man, I know fuck all about you. You've been spending an exceeding amount of time around or involved in the lives of people I care about in a less than straight up manner. Throw me a bone here. Give me the rundown. All right. Um, I grew up in Bradley Gardens. It's part of the greater Bridgewater, Raritan area. Nothing wrong with it, really. But, you know, the families around where I lived weren't friendly with each other. Nothing like you had, Brendan. Um... Gonna need more than that. All right. Uh, just give me a minute, okay? I'm thinking here. Uh, I guess I kind of did similar stuff, like sports. Um, played baseball growing up. Other than that, just mostly kept to myself. I was a bookworm kind of kid. I was on my own a lot. You an only child? Um, How long did you play baseball? Um... I started pretty young, played through sophomore year of high school. Uh, that's actually where I met Tim. We played Little League together and then later ended up on the same AAU team. We were teammates in high school, too. Dang, you must have been pretty good if you ended up on an AAU team. Yeah, yeah, I guess. 
when I started, I was super into it. I used to collect baseball cards, follow games on TV with my dad. He used to play when he was younger. So, it was, you know, it was our thing. But then things kind of took a turn and um, it just became something to do, something that kept me out of the house. Plus, you know, I didn't need a lot of expensive equipment. You know, I could just, you know, a bat and a glove. When I got most of that stuff, I played against sports. Oh, shit. The one by ShopRite? Yep. Total lifesaver. Yeah, I remember it. I didn't shop there, but I think my parents sold my old gear to them. Yeah, for kids like me to scoop up. Shit. That came out wrong. That's not what I meant. No, I know. I didn't you know, take any offense. Uh, so you said that's how you knew Tim Schrade? Yeah. You know, we got to be really good friends after a few years in the same team. After a while, I was just a regular at his family's house. He was really close with his dad, and they always included me in stuff they did together, like going to the cabin for fishing trips. Mark took us to the shooting range once, somewhere in South Jersey. It was fine, but Tim and I kind of hated it. I didn't mind it, though, because, you know, they really never asked why I never wanted to be at home. Okay. Um, sorry, really, I was just saying that to demonstrate that they, you know, they brought me everywhere. I even spent the holidays with them sometimes. And that lasted until I quit the team my sophomore year. I started spending less time there, but we were still close. I just didn't have as much free time. Why'd you quit? Stuff at home wasn't great. And you know, my mom needed a lot of help. Help how? Well, my parents didn't really get along for most of my childhood. There was a lot of fighting. My dad was leaving, coming back, hence all the book reading, and you know, wanting to be, wanting to be anywhere else. Mm, okay. That lasted all the way through middle school until finally my mom had enough, and they separated in my sophomore year was finalized a year later. I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm sure I sound awkward, but you know, it's not because it's hard to talk about. It just never comes up. No one's really ever asked me about it, so I've never, you know, I've had to explain it. Well, yeah, Tim did ask once, but that might be it. parents didn't really come to my games, but one time they did show up together. You know, I was surprised, but kind of excited. I thought their things would be different, that they were, you know, getting back together and smoothing things over. But having them there just you know, made me nervous, and I started to make stupid mistakes. My dad started yelling at me from the stands, and my mom shouted at him to stop. It was a whole scene. At one point, the um stopped the game, walked over, asked him to calm down. My dad just lost it, started screaming. A few of the other dads had to drag him away. I just kept my head down, but it, you know, I could feel all my teammates looking at me. Tim told him to fuck off and pay attention to the game. We were packing up, and Tim asked if, if it was always like that. And I kind of just you know, shrugged and said, yeah. After that, invited me to pretty much everything at his house, you know, even more so than usual. Um... When I quit the team in high school, he tried to talk me out of it. He didn't push too hard, but he, he tried. He knew it was because I needed to get a part-time job to help with my mom and pay, pay some bills after dad leaving. You still talk with your dad? No. So, 
You and Mark were close then. Yeah, in a way. What do you mean? Well, it wasn't like I told him, you know, my hopes and dreams, but he was good when he was around. And he never made me feel like I was some random kid, I mean, like I was a freeloader, you know? He just assumed I was going to be there and made the space for me. Hmm. You haven't said much about Tim's mom. Uh, yeah, No, I, I guess I haven't. Yeah, she was busy a lot, so I didn't really see her too often, but when I did, she was always nice to me. And we haven't really discussed how you fell in with Mark. Um, I heard the recording of your argument with him, and I could tell that. I thought we weren't talking about this stuff until Micah, Elia, and Amy got back. We aren't. You know, I'm just asking about... Yeah, I know what you're asking about. I... Yeah. Yeah. So, did you go to college? Nah. I couldn't afford it. Didn't want to deal with the loans. Got a part-time job at this mom-and-pop computer repair shop. The owner was crazy smart. You know, taught me a bunch of stuff. Plus, access to the internet helped me learn. Uh, eventually, I taught myself to code, mostly via trial and error, and been doing it ever since. It's worked out pretty well. It's flexible. Money's good. You know, and I can still help out my help out with my mom when I can. Yeah, I kind of ended up in a similar spot with work, I mean. Yeah, it's funny how that happens. We arrived at the same spot, but, you know, just took different roads to get there. When we were in Tahoe, you said you didn't think Tim knew you'd heard about Mark. Are you still friends? Yeah, I'd say we are, but not as close. Not because anything in particular happened, but I graduated a year before he did and then went to school somewhere in Pennsylvania. So, you know life. We saw each other in passing not too long ago, but just wasn't a good time. Was that when... What about you, Devin? You got some weird family stuff to share or... Uh, weird? Huh. No, not really. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be weird. I was just trying to open up the floor to someone else, sort of ready for a break uh, from talking about myself. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Um, well, I uh, grew up in Providence on the Cranston line, close to Roger Williams Park. I'm an only child, but uh, I have lots of cousins. There are a few who live in town, actually, uh, but the majority of them live elsewhere, you know, mostly in the Midwest, you know, around Detroit. Ah, that's cool. I think Micah said you were local, too. Yeah, you know. You know, my dad's a civil engineer. He uh, he works in Boston. And my mom's an art history professor over at RISD. Yeah, Micah told me that, too. I remember her saying that you're the smartest person she knows. Now I get why. Not that I doubted it. <laughs> nah, you know, she was probably just being nice. <laughs> I can say that they're probably both the reason I'm introverted, because they both are. Don't get me wrong, though. When family gets together, it's a good time. My mom's one of four sisters, and my dad has two brothers and a sister. All of them have kids, and even some of their kids have kids of their own. Most of them live in Michigan or near Illinois, but... So, I mean, we don't see each other that often, but 
on occasions when we can get together, you know, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it gets a little crazy, you know, but in the best way. Sounds nice. I always wanted a big family. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I grew up here, so I was on my own a bit, too. And there was other stuff I had to deal with. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, in a way, I was always, well, I always felt like I was between worlds, I guess. What do you mean? Well, there weren't a lot of kids on my street back then, so, you know, I kind of ended up being a bookworm and a video game nerd. Anytime I wasn't doing that, I was hanging out with my cousins who lived on the other side of town, went to different school than I did. I always felt like I didn't fit in fully, you know, here at school or even with my cousins. And, you know, none of them did anything specifically that, you know, would make me feel that way. What was it then? What was what? The, the reason I felt like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess subconsciously they kind of held me at a distance. Um, everyone in the family talked about me like I was special. I used to say, <laughs> you know, that one, he's been here before. Like I'm an old soul. You know, they tried to shield me from the hard stuff, but, you know, didn't really work. I guess now I know it's probably because I seemed a little bougie to them, you know, because of my mom and dad, you know, what they did for work. But it wasn't malicious and just an unspoken thing. But even at that, I, I was able to clock that early on. So found myself doing stuff to try to make that feeling go away, you know, to fit in. I got good at reading people, figuring out what they wanted, what their needs were, doing what I could to kind of attend to that. Like, <laughs> yeah, getting my aunt to take me and my cousins to the movie or let us stay out later at the park you know if I was going to be getting that kind of reverence you know I wanted to make sure my cousins felt that bit of that shine too Tim was kind of like that hmm yeah you know but even with cousins still wish I had siblings I always wanted someone I could just hang out with and I could know they would be there, you know, eh, but I got used to being on my own. Did you play any sports in school? <laughs> nah, not in school. It's never good enough for that, but, um, I do love basketball. You know, I try to catch games when I can and, uh, I still play you know, most weeks over at the JCC with some buddies. I heard on the podcast that you're also an artist. <laughs> yeah. Mostly uh, printmaking, you know, graphic design, 
I paint sometimes, but uh haven't done that for a while. I've actually been getting into uh, fabrication a bit. You know, there's a an arts organization downtown that has a fab lab. Luke, I think you'd dig it. Um I, in fact, they had a Fab Academy program that I uh, learned a lot from a while back. There's really cool stuff. It sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, fortunately, I don't think they do the program anymore, but glad I got it in when I did. That's why I sent those packages to you. I'm sorry. What was that? That's why the packages were sent to you. Um. Between what little I knew of you and what Micah said, I figured you were the person that would be able to piece things together. Yeah, I guess. You know, I went to Wyoming because of you, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's fine. Water under the bridge. I realize we skipped right over your whole deal, Brendan. <laughs> you mostly talked about Amy. Well, it sounds like they're back. Yeah. You're up. I guess I am. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.